Welcome everyone. Today is Obet Torah slash Haravanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is given uh, in honor of the new baby of Mike Solomon, who's on today's class. Is that the shame we should grow up to be a Ben Torah and Amen. give a lot of nachat to his parents, to his family, and to all Klal Yisrael. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Thank you. So. Today's class will start on Nuntet Amud Bet. It's starting Amalei Reb Shmuel Bar Bar The first word on the line is Bar Bar. Okay, it's about 20 lines down from the top of the page. Somewhere towards the middle of the page, Bar Bar Okay, welcome Irving. Okay, says the Gemara as follows. Irving, welcome. Amalei you told us in the name of Rav that a Kalila is Mutar. We were talking about a Kalila beforehand, a certain type of uh, item that ladies wear. And you had specifically told us that it was Mutar. Okay. They told Rav, A tall man came to Nahardai from Israel, and he was limping. A welcome out. A tall limping man came to Babylonia from Israel. And he told us, that a klila is allowed. Now, when they told Rav this statement, Rav figured out the riddle. And he figured out that the person who came was the Amorah known as Levi. Now, Levi, of course, is a very big Amorah. There's a famous story. He was very, very tall. And one time he was demonstrating how to do kida, which is a type of bowing where you bow down and you hold yourself by your toes. And by doing that, he ended up getting uh, a limp. And since then, he limped. So when Rav realized that he was limping, so the guy, Rabbi, came from Israel, he was limping, he realized it was Levi. Now, he also figured out something else. What he figured out was that if Levi was here, it must be that the Resh Metifta had died. Because the way it worked was as follows. Levi was not going to be the Resh Metifta. But there was one Resh Metifta <clears throat> uh, who took over after Rebbe. And it really should have been in, um, I'm sorry, hold on. It re- there was one who took over after Rebbe. And it was supposed to be, the one who take over was supposed to be Rav, um, Rav Hanina. Okay? Because Rebbe wanted Rukhanin to be the next guy. But in, because of the respect of Rav Ifes, who was two years older than him, Rav Hanina says, Rav Ifes, you be the Rosh Hashiva. Now, one, there's only one person who's the Rosh Hashiva. So the person who's the Rosh Hashiva was supposed to be Rav Hanina, ended up being Rav Apis. And Rav Apis did not want to go to the, to the Yeshiva every day because since he was supposed to be the Rosh Hashiva, it was uncomfortable for him. Therefore, he learned on his own. And Levi took it upon himself to make sure to be the Chavruta 
of Rav Hanina, who was not going to the, the yeshiva every day because he had voluntarily given it to Rav Afis. Okay. So now, when the great Levi showed up in Babylonia, Rav put two and two together. He says, first of all, the limping guy has got to be Levi. And number two, besides the limping guy being Levi, it must be that Rav Afis must have passed away and Rav Hanina took over. Because if Rukhanina took over, then Levi has no one to learn with. He's going to come to Babel. And that's how I figured out what happened. Got it? Mm-hmm. Good. So let's, let's see what's going on. Let's read this one. Amale. Man gavar rabbi richaditla. Levi, it must be, who is the tall guy? It must be Levi. Shmami, now we must figure out from here. Nach nafsher, Rav Ephes. Rav Ephes must have passed away. The Rosh Shiva. The Yati Rav Hanina Beresha. And Rav Hanina became the new head. He's the new head of the guy. And Levi had nobody to learn with. So he came over here. So Rava put all the pieces together. Somebody came to tell him about the Kalila. And Rava, with a little bit of sleuthing, a little detective work, figured out the identity of the rabbi and the current events that was going on in Israel at the time. Now the Gemara is going to question how... That, that he figured it's Levi, that's easy. Limping, tall rabbi from Israel, making statements, oh, there's only one that's Levi, okay, we got that. But the fact that he figured out that the rabbi died, the Rosh Matipta died, says, well, who said? Maybe Levi's Chavusa died. Right? Who told you who died? Levi's Chavusa was from Kharina, and the Rosh Matipta was of Ephesus. Ralph figured out if Levi showed up, the Rosh Matifta died, and his Chavrusa took over. Maybe his Chavrusa died, and the Rosh Matifta is still there, and that's what happened. That's what Mara wants to know. Says mm-hmm. Mara, well, you got the question, uh, Carl? Yeah. Good. V'dilma nachtav sheh di Rav Hanina. Maybe Rav Hanina is the one who died. Rav Efez kidekai kai. And Rav Efez is still healthy and strong. Right? When his Kavrusa died, he had no one to learn with, so he came. Says the Kabbalah, if it's true that his Kavrusa Rav Hanina passed away, Levi was subordinate to Rav Ephes, and he would have went into Yeshiva and learned with the rabbi. He, was, he didn't feel comfortable being in the Yeshiva under the some of his Chavrusa, Rav Hanina. But he did feel comfortable being there with Rav Ephes. So, if had his Chavrusa died, he wouldn't have came to Babel. He would have joined the Yeshiva. With two, and furthermore, Rav Hanina lost Sagi to Lomelich. It's impossible that Rav Hanina would die without being the Rosh Shiva. You know why? Because before Rebbe died, Amar, he said, Chanina b'Rebbe Chama yati b'Rosh. Chanina, the son of Chama, is going to be the next Rosh Hashiva. And since he got a belacha from a Sadiq that he's going to be the Rosh Hashiva, b'Chtibu b'Sadikin, b'Tikzon Omer, b'Yakom Lach, they make a Gezerah, and Hashem fulfills it. So therefore, there's two reasons how we know that it was Rav Ephes who passed away. Number one, if Rav Ephes was still alive, he wouldn't mind joining the yeshiva. And number two, if 
if Rebchanina died, Rebchanina would, uh, Rebbe's Benacha would not allow Rebchanina to die before becoming the Rosh Hashiva himself. Since when Rebbe died, Rebbe said that he's going to be the Rosh Hashiva. It can't be that he died before the Rosh Hashiva. Hashem fulfills the words of his righteous people, and Rebbe was known as a righteous person. Is that clear? Good. Yeah. So now the Gemara goes back. Now we're going back to the story. Now, we, the reason why the story came in was because we were discussing whether you could wear a Kalila. So, Darish Levi ben Kalila Shari. When Levi came to Nardai and he said that a Kalila is Mutar, Nafik Esrin Va'arba Kalili Mikula Nardai. In the whole town of Nardai, 24 ladies started wearing their Kalilas on Shabbat. The rabbi came from Israel. He said the klilas aloud. Yell the girls. Boom. They all took out their klilas. And there were 24 klilas going around the streets of Naridai on the Shabbat after the Levi came. That's in the town of Naridai. Again, there are a few big yeshiva towns. One of them is Naridai. Darash Rabba Barabua Mechusa. In the other yeshiva town, Mechusa, Rabba Barabua made a drasha and he said, klila shale, that a klila is allowed. From one courtyard, there were 18 Kalilas that came out. So we're figuring out that the town of Mechuzah is a much wealthier town than Nardai, because in the whole Nardai, there was only 24 ladies who owned the Kalila, whereas in just one courtyard of Mechuzah, there was 18. Okay? Do the math, there's probably a lot of courtyards in town. A lot more Khalilas and a lot more wealthy ladies. Okay. Amar Bihuda Amashmul. Kamra. Okay, a Kamra is a is a very, very fancy belt. Shada, you're allowed to go out on Shabbat, and we're not worried that you're gonna take it off to show somebody else. You have a belt with a gold buckle or something like that, you're allowed to go out with a judaman. Ikadahami the ukra. Some say that it was covered in gold. It's like going out with a talet that has gold edging on it. You have a talet with gold edging. You're allowed to go out just because of gold edging. We don't say, oh, the lady's going to take it off and show somebody here too. Not a problem with this belt. Some say we're talking even if it's fully gold. No, it doesn't have to be just gold on the side. Even if it's a fully gold hammered belt, you're still allowed to go out. We're not worried that you're going to show it. Even though it's a very valuable, you're not going to show it. Just like a, a, a belt of kings. Since it's a, a belt is still a mabush, I understand, I understand that it's jewelry, but since it's actually serving a function holding up her skirt, or uh, take, you know, gathering together her blouse, being that the, the, the belt is serving a function, therefore, even though it's totally gold and jewelry, you're still allowed to go out with it on Shabbat. Is everyone with me? Yeah. Good. Says the Gemara, Amalei Rabina, the Rab Ashi. So Rabina is Rab Ashi, the following question. Kamra ilave hamnia mai. Let's say the lady is wearing a regular leather belt, and she decides, you with me, Sam? Good. He, she decides that she's putting this gold belt above her leather belt. 
So she's really using the leather belt as the belt belt, the holder blouse. And she's using the gold belt as an ornament. Do we say then that it's a jewelry and then she can't wear it on Shabbat because she might show it to her friend? Or do we say, nah, it's still a belt. The belt's a belt after all, right? And then it's okay. Amarlai, Trey, Haimini, Ka'amrit. You're asking about two belts? Of course it's Asur. If you ask two belts, he's a rabbi saying it's Asur. Because nobody wears two belts. Right, so it's obvious that the second one is just a piece of jewelry. Right. Okay. Amar Rav Asher. says, Ha'yisuka. This Risuka is an item of clothing that a lady wears to make her look thinner. Okay, it, it kind of like it's a tightened uh, item over a lady's belly. What's that? Previously in the Gemara, we were discussing uh, things that women wear to make themselves look fatter. Uh, yes, we did. So you're asking a question. Why would they want one or the other? Right. And the answer to the question, either it's different generations, or there's a limit to how fat they want to look. Okay? So maybe a little chubby is nice, and obese is not so nice. Okay? That could be. I don't know the answer. Okay. Uh, again, I live around now. Nowadays, neither one is so nice. So in the older days, they like the other one better. Okay? But then, again, we don't know. I'm just giving you a possibility. So says the Gemara, Hairi Suka, it the Mefrachaya, if it's got these Mefrachaya, which are these straps to tie it down, Shane, you can go out with it because it's not going to fall off. The Ilah, but if not, a Siyat Asuka, it might fall off. Now, let's go back to our Mishnah. We're up to the Mishnah now. Below the Kalta, we're on the bottom of Nuntet Amunbet. Six, seven lines the bottom. Where's the line below the Kalta? She can't go out with the Kalta. The Gemara is going to ask, my Kalta, what in the world is a Kalta anyway? The Gemara, first, the Gemara says, Menakta Pari, which is a nice type of garment that goes over the collar to prevent any stains going on the collar. Okay. And if so, the reason why it's a surka, since it's made, it's uh, it's got gold on it, people might want to show it off. Okay, beautiful. This, I mean, the Mishnah says you can't go out with a ring. Explains the These means nose rings. Because people might take them out and show them show off. Them. Okay? Below, but... Irving, that's another one that changed. Those rings are basically out nowadays for, for most of our Jewish girls. Okay? Uh, not with a ring that has a signet ring on it. So they used to have rings that had on the top of it a seal that would say Carl Pindic. And he, whenever he wants to make a decree, puts it in ink. Seals the degree, and it, he just stamps the thing ring, and it, so it's called a signet ring. So if you have, she can't go out with a on Shabbat with a ring that has a signet ring in. Now, when it says you can't go out with a ring with a signet, sounds like 
Ha, yes, no, sorry. It says the Mishnah, you can't go out with a ring. She can't go out with a ring that has no signet ring. Says the Mishnah, it says the Gemara, oh, you mean she can't go with a ring that has one? Ha, yes, but if you have a ring that has a chotim, must be that it's worse. Why worse? Because our Mishnah is talking about things that are patur of al-asur, which means they're patur, you don't bring a korban, but they're still asur. Okay? Now, when you have a chotim on it, maybe we're saying in our Mishnah that if it has it's a ring that has a seal on it, not only is it patur of al-asur, it's actually chayab. Why is it chayab? Because it's like you're carrying your thing around. You, you don't want to carry the seal with you. So instead of carrying the seal with you, you just you just uh, have it on your finger. It's a way of carrying. And if so, our Mishnah might be implying that had your ring had a seal on it, it would actually be chayav and you bring a korban to the Beit HaMikdash. And the Gemara is going to question, could it be that you could bring a korban for wearing a signet ring with a seal? What? It says, Ha, yes, but if it does have a seal, chayav it, it would be chayav. Alma, we see, lav takshitu. That means that it's not a piece of jewelry. That means the signet ring is not a piece of jewelry. And we'll ask a question from a Mishnah in Kelim. Again, Mesech Kelim is the Mesech that discusses which Keli is called a Keli or not, and what which could be Kabel Tumah or not. And it says in Mesech Kelim, in the 11th Perek, in the 8th Mishnah, takshiten nashim. Jewelry of women's timeim, they kelim and they could get tumah. If you bring them to cemetery, they'll get tameh. And the following listed things are considered jewelry. Number one, katlaot, nizamim, tabaot. Now, what's tabaot? Tabaot, benches, whether they have a, a seal or whether they don't have a ring, and nose rings. But you see that whether they have a seal or not, they're both considered jewelry. Now, if they both, we said in our Mishnah that the only thing that's called jewelry is if it doesn't have a seal, implying that if it has a seal, it's a masui. So you see, we have a contradiction. Make up your mind. Is everyone with me? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. Harry, you don't look to go with me. Uh, the last part I got. Okay, so the, no, the ring with the... Okay, just the last part. Our Mishnah sounded like the only thing that's jewelry is a, is a ring without a seal. Right. Implying that a ring with a seal is the burden, and you bring, a, you, bring a, you bring a korban if you wear that. Okay. But here we have a Mishnah in Kelim, which is listing things that are called jewelry, and it lists both, both rings with seals and without seals. Rings with seals. I thought rings with seals aren't jewelry. Rings right. with seals are burdens. Ah, right. uh, contradiction. What Fine. are we going to do about that? Fine. Okay. Okay. So Zera has his way to get out of our problem. We are now on three lines from the from the bottom. First we're along on Nun One Mishnah is going like a Nehemia. And therefore everything's cool. Everything on it? Yeah. What you said, yeah, for you know who Nehemiah and Rabbi No, we're saying two different, it's not one rabbi, it's two, two different rabbis. But we're going to explain who the rabbis are first, though. I didn't, oh. I didn't tell you. Let me first explain who the rabbis are. <laughs> Says the Gemara, 
The Tanya, because we learned there was a trick question there. The Tanya, we learned in a in, in a brighter. Listen to the brighter. Okay, he shall matchit if the ring is made out of metal. Vichotma shall almod, and the seal on top is made out of wood. Tameah, it gets tameh. He shall almog if it's made out of wood. And its seal is made out of metal. Teora, then it doesn't get tameh. Reb Nechemia mitameh. Reb Nechemia says it's still tameh because the the main thing is the metal, and it gets too much metal gets tameh. Reb Nechemia says mitabat holech achar chotma. Reb Nechemia says a general rule. Anytime you have a ring, you figure whether it's metal or wood by going by its seal. The seal is what determines what you call the whole thing. In general, metal gets too much. Wood would not get tameh. And here, uh, the Tanakama is saying that it's tameh if it's made, it go, we, we go by the metal. And in the Chemi thing, you go always by the I'm sorry. Tarakama is saying you go by the ring part, and Renachemi is saying that you go by the seal. <coughs> Hold on, good. And he all Renachemi also says the all when it comes to a a yoke on the animal, we decide if it's tameh or tahor by whether or not. The samlunis are metal or not. Now, what's a samluni? I'm going to show you the. These are the sorry thing, but I just want to explain to you what it is. I'm holding a picture up here. You see this little cow? You notice yep. over the cow, there's this little yoke. Normally, attached to the top thing, you'll have a rope, and it'll be pulling a plow. So the 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 the, the, the ox will pull forward, and those little those two things will will pull get push against his shoulders. You'll attach a rope to the top, and that's how you'll pull your plow. Now, if those two things go down, those are satunis, okay? Samunis, those are samunis. Now, those two things, if they're made out of metal, it's tameh. If they're made out of wood, it's tower. Okay. okay? That's what he's saying. Yeah. That's the second thing he's saying. And the third thing this guy can be saying is a kalu. A kalu is a post, uh, a, a tall post that goes into the ground, and you put nails in it. And the nails are there to hold up merchandise. Okay, so if you have a guy who's selling um, belts or something, you you have a big post, and you 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 put nails into the post in order to hang your belts so people can buy them. Now, the post itself is not mekabel tuma, but nails are mekabel tuma. So according to this rabbi, everything goes by the metal, and since the nails of it, the whole post could get tameh. Okay? That's this rabbi. The sulam, and the rabbi continues, says, when it comes to a ladder, we follow whether, whether or not the ladder gets to ma, we follow the rungs of the ladder. If the rungs are metal, then it's tameh. The rungs are wood, it's tameh. And the alisa, if you had a which is a um, a scale. I'll show you a picture of the scale, the old time scales. See, you have an arsa. You go by the chains. 
Now, I don't know if you see the chains over here, but there are chains holding up the trays which you put the merchandise on. You see the, you see the, the chains? Yeah. yeah. So if those chains are made out of metal, it'll become tamay as well. This is all of Nehemi's opinion. But the rabbis say, we're on Samach Amunav, Everything goes by what makes it stand. And therefore, in all these cases, what makes the item stand? For example, in this case, what makes the item stand is not the chain, but the, but the post, right? And in this case, what makes the item stand is the other thing, is the thing on the back. And in all the cases, we go by what stands. And therefore, the rabbis will say, then when it comes to the ring, what makes it stand is what? <clears throat> the main thing is the tabat, the ring part of it, not the seal. And therefore, we go by the ring part of it. Whereas the other rabbis say you go by the seal. And therefore, therefore, we'll explain that the contradiction between our Mishnah and the Brayta, which says that they're both Tameh, is that one's written by Rabbanah. Like we said from the beginning, like we said from the beginning. Good. Is that clear? Yes. Okay. That was the first original answer, which was proposed by Reb Zera. The Gemara Rabba is going to propose the second possible answer without saying it's too tanai. Rabba Amar Rabba says, "Tadim Katani." Our Mishnah, which said. Tabat, whether it has a ring or if it doesn't have a, have a ring, it's not explaining these are the Again, not how The Mishnah and Kilim said that a ring, whether it has a seal or whether it has a seal, and we sound like that was all part of Tashitim Nashim. These are all Tashim of Nashim. No, that's not what happened. Yeshalachotim. If it has a chodim, that's a male ring. That's a male jewelry. And therefore, our Mishnah is fine. Because our Mishnah, our Mishnah is correct that it's a Masui. Tachshit the Ish is a Masui. Tachshit the Isha is a, is, a, um, is a jewelry. And therefore, you're right. Really, our Mishnah is 100% right. When you have a chotem, when a guy has a chotem, you do have to bring a korban. And this other Mishnah Kilim, you misunderstood it. The actual Mishnah was not talking about all the, not everything in the Mishnah was homogenous. Not everything was the same thing. Yes, we mentioned two types of rings. One type of ring is a tachshit of a woman, and the other type with the seal is tachshit of a man, which is a Masui. Cool. Good. Yeah. He has a much easier way of getting out. He's the third way of getting a problem. And he says, your whole question doesn't start. You're asking a question from a Mishnah and Kilim, which is talking about Tumah. And you ask a question on our Mishnah, which is talking about Shabbat. Tumah, Ashabbat, Karamit. He has a question from Tumah on Shabbat. Tumah, Klima, Seamarachmana. When it comes to Tumah, the Torah says, anything that doesn't clean, that doesn't action, is Tameh. And therefore, both types of rings do actions. And therefore, Kli, who is still Kli, even if it has a Chotim, it's a Kli, and that's why it's Tameh. Shabbat, when it comes to Shabbat, the Torah says you can't walk out with a burden. 
אין לה חותם תכשיט, if it has no חותם, it's jewelry, יש לה חותם, מסוי, if it has a חותם, it's, it's a burden, and it's חייב a קורבן. And therefore, don't ask a question, according to your reference, your whole question doesn't start, don't ask questions from Tumah to Shabbat. So far, so clear, Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Says the Gemara as follows. We mentioned in the Mishnah, you can't go out with a mahat, which does not have a, a needle that doesn't have a hole in it. And if you do, if you do go out with one of these needles, then of course you you patur avalasur like everything else in the Mishnah. Everything in the Mishnah is patur avalasur. You don't bring a korban, but you did avera. The Gemara wants to know the my chazir, which means if I go out with one of these needles, how could you tell me it's a needle? How could you tell me that it's only a tachit? Amar of Yosef, Ho'il v'isha ogeret ba'asa'orea. Rabbi Yosef says, since a woman will put it in her hair, okay? Mike, are you there? Yes, I'm. I'm here, Rabbi. Okay, you want to see what they what the, what it says in the article for Ogeret Basara? So I'm. I'm. I'm actually on, a, on a regular. I'm a regular. I'm on a regular Gemara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the because hospital. Because I'm. I'm looking at it electronically on a regular Gemara. Yeah, I don't have the article with me. Well, I don't know how you pull that off. Okay, fine. Okay, I think the woman is putting it in the hair for something, and therefore it's considered not a problem. Okay. Amalei Abaya, so Abaya told him back, if so, it should be like a Britoda, it should be allowed. If so, right, because if a, a, a lady uses it to cover, to, to put it together so it doesn't fall off. If she's using it to hold her hair together, then it's like a, it's like a scrunching. Why, then why should it be a problem? Then it's why we say, then it's Asur, Midrabana, and it should be Mutala. A lady's allowed to go out with a scrunchie on Shabbat, right? She's allowed to go out with something, a ponytail holder. According to what you're saying, it should be a ponytail holder. You're saying it's holding her hair. Holding hair is better. Why do we, again, we start off with a question. But we have a needle that doesn't have a hole in it. We said you can't go out, and if you do, it's Patur Abalasur. Yes, well, well Patur Abalasur, it's like, it's like you're carrying something. If a lady wants to carry, uh, let's say a lady wants to carry a needle across the street, needle with a hole, and she sticks it in her hair. I'll carry it across like that. She's chayav. Well, we don't care how you carry it. In your hand, in your hair, in your mouth. You're chayav. Bring a korban, right? So so what? This, this, this needle has no hole. What is she doing? She should be chayav. The Gemara says, no, she needs it to hold her hair together. So the if she needs to hold her hair together, she could carry it. Why are we saying, Patur Basur, let her carry it. That's like a ponytail that she can wear. Is everyone with me? Yeah. Awesome. Ella Adam Nasha explains, Commander of Joseph, A woman uses it to split her hair to make a part in her hair. Bishabat. Right? What she do not Shabbat? Shabbat, she doesn't she doesn't comb her hair. Amarava, 
This type of thing, she puts it in her hair, and the end of it has a piece of jewelry. On the weekday, she uses it to, to make a, a part in her hair. On Shabbat, she puts it in her hair and lets the gold part hang on her forehead so she looks like jewelry and attracts attention. You got it? So this item is a needle. It has no hole, and we're explaining that the, the other side needle is gold. So during the week, she just uses it just for her hair. And on Shabbat, she, doesn't, she can't do her hair. She just leaves it in her forehead, in her hair, hanging down the gold on her forehead to attract attention. And therefore, it is a piece of jewelry. And therefore, that's why it's not mutar, of course, because it's jewelry. And it's not kayan, because it's jewelry. And it's not completely mutar, because it's jewelry. And it's not a uh, ponytail. Good? Okay. Brand new Mishnah, guys. Let's see. Says the Mishnah. A man cannot go out with a sandal that has um, misumar. Misumar is studs. Uh, you see the chair? In the back of the chair, you can't see it. Back of the chair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You see the nail? Nail? Oh, you see it. My hand's covering it. Do you see the nails on the chair? Oh, okay, yeah. The tacks, I guess, yeah. Tacks going around. Okay, so those are nails. And uh, we're saying now that if you, you have these nails in your sandals, okay, a man has these type of nails going. Oh, you haven't got a better picture for me? Uh, look at look at the Benjamin. Okay. Oh. Okay, you see those nails? Okay, good. Nails on the bottom, nails on the thing, nails, nails in the, sh- in the shoes. Okay? Good. See? But, I mean, I got away with, with the stuff in my house even without a Mishnah. Look at that. Okay? <laughs> uh, person shouldn't get away with, you can't walk out with a sandal Misumar. And he can't have one that's on his... He can't go out with one sandal on. A guy can't go out of his house with just one sandal on. We're afraid he's going to take it off and carry it because he looks stupid. And therefore, he might say, oh, let me take off this one shoe and carry it, and that'll be Avera. Now, when can't you go out with one shoe? That's if he doesn't have a problem with his foot. If a guy has a problem with one of his foot, then he could go out with one shoe because then he's not he's not going to change. But if he has, right? But if he has no problem, then he will take it off. Okay, Vuloba tefillin can't go out of the house with tefillin on. On Shabbat, yeah, on Shabbat. You don't wear tefillin on Shabbat. Oh, oh, okay, fine. Let's see. Good, good question. You don't wear on Shabbat. What have you been doing your whole life? You don't wear on Shabbat. Come on, Herb. Okay. Miloba Kamiya, not with a Kamiya. A Kamiya is a, um, a written item that you get written from somebody. You know what that is. That's if you got it from, a, if you got the Kamiya from a non professional, 
then you can't wear it because you're carrying it. If it's from a professional, we know it works. You're allowed to wear it. But if it's from a non-professional, you can't walk out with Tamiya. You want to show us the picture of Megafayim, Ben? Ah, armor. See the armor? Okay. Can't go Megafayim. Because this is only worn for war. So the rabbis say, we don't want you to, people to think that you're walking out to, to fight on Shabbat. But if a man went out with any of these things, you can't bring a korban because they're not, they're really worn and the rabbis are afraid they'll take it off, but they're not actual melacha if you wear it. Okay? Let's see the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Sandal Hamisumad. What's the reason why you can't go out? With a sandal that has tax in it. What's wrong? Says the Gemara. There was a time of Gezira, which means the Romans had decreed that nobody is allowed to learn Torah. So the Jews went to hide in caves in order to. Learn to learn for Antifilin. The Amru Anichnas Ikanes Vayotse Al Yotse. They said, anyone who wants to come, whoever wants to come in can come in. And if you want to leave, you can't leave because you you have to see if there's any enemies outside. One time, Nebach Sadlav Shelechav. One of the guys had his sandal flipped around. Okay. Which and the people thought, they looked at the footstep on the floor, and they saw the footstep was going out. People were only allowed to come into the cave. No one was allowed to go out of the cave. One guy went out of the cave, and they thought, he was, he was coming in, but they thought he, because the sand that was flipped around, they thought he went out. And they got so nervous that someone saw, the, the people ended up um, pushing each other, uh, stepping on each other, and they killed more people by stepping on each other than if the enemy would have came in. And therefore, the rabbis didn't want you to walk out with that on Shabbat. So now, let's see another thing. That's one rabbi. Rabbi Lai ben Elezer says, they were sitting in a, in a cave. They heard a voice on top of the cave. They thought that the enemies were coming. They trampled each other. They killed more than they thought. More than the enemies would have killed. They weren't in a cave, they were in a shul. They heard a voice behind the shul. 
they thought that the Romans were coming. They killed each other. They pushed each other. They were killed more than what the enemies would have killed. That day they said, no one was allowed to go out with a sandal that has uh, nails in it. If that's the problem, why don't the rabbis make a gizirah also on a, on a weekday or Tuesday you can't go out with these things? Because after all, people got killed with it. When did this Maaseh Shavah, the, the story that happened was on Shabbat? If so, the Yom Tov Lishri, so the rabbi should allow you to wear it with Yom Tov. Why do we say in the Mishnah? That, Rabbi, yes. I don't understand how that answers the question. What? How that, what answers the question? The story happened on Shabbat, therefore we should only gazer for Shabbat. Why is that? Uh, why does that stop you from getting killed on the weekday? Doesn't answer the question. And usually, more people are going to be sure on Shabbat. Rabbi. Okay, so some explain that the people in the olden days only had one pair of shoes. So they figure if you only have one pair of shoes and we tell you you can't wear it on Shabbat, you're going to end up not buying so many pairs. And most people can only have one pair of shoes, and therefore, most people won't have them and will get out of the problem. Okay? More people used to go to, on, to shoot on Shabbat. So more dangerous of a trampoline could happen. Right. Okay, that's another. You could say that too. That's another good, nice answer. Okay. Let's see. We're on Samach Abu Bet. Okay. The Mishnah says, Mashlichin Kelim B'Yom Tov Benturi Mitchin Tipunim. You let send your friend clothes on Yom Tov, whether they're sewn or whether they're not sewn, I will also but you can't send your friend a sandal that has nails in it. You can't send them a, 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 on, on Yom Tov a shoe that is not sewn. So, you, so why is it a sewer on Yom Tov? Why is why is it a problem on Shabbat, like Ben says, because people got together? Yom Tov Nami Kikinufa, on Yom Tov also people get together. Sigmar asks, Tarit Siburi Kikinufa, people get together on Tarit Sibur too? With the Why don't the rabbi say it's a to wear these shoes on Tarit Sibur? Answer now, Maseki Hava Bikinufa Di Sura. The story that happened happened on a, a gathering day where it's a sur to but during on a Tanit Sibur, it's a it's a it's a gathering day that you're allowed to do melachas. So the rabbis didn't want to make it on that day. The Gemara adds, "Va'afilu Reb Chanina ben Akiva da'amar lo asu ele biaden u'besfira ma'aseh shaita." This rabbi says that you're only not allowed to wear these nailed shoes if you're on a boat or in the garden. Um, there, there, was a, there was a story where um, 
that, that the, the, the people were carrying this stuff from a Korban Chatat, and the rabbis didn't let you carry it on a boat. Because one time, they were on a boat, and the boat sunk, and it messed up everything they had. So the rabbis made a rule, you can't take any more Chatat on a boat. So this rabbi said, it's only Asur in the, in the Jordan River, because the boat that had sunk had sunk in the Jordan. So you see this rabbi, when a, story, a bad story happens, he limits the Isur to specifically the way it happened. So therefore, over here, in our case, it should be only be Asur on Shabbat, the story happened on Shabbat. But he says, no. Hani mili yarden, the shani harot. That's only by a Jordan River. Because it's different than the other rivers, because it's it's a much wider river. But Yom Tov and Shabbat is the same thing, and therefore, if one thing, if if shoes with nails are a surah on Shabbat, the shoes with nails are going to be a surah on Yom Tov also. It's not because we're to the Mishnah and between Yom Tov and Shabbat, El Ochel Nefesh Bavad. There's no difference in Yom Tov Shabbat besides for cooking, but Yom Tov is allowed and Shabbat is a surah. So you see, at the, since that Shabbat Yom is all the same, it's different. But the fact that this rabbi in other words, we were asking an unspoken question. There is a rabbi who says, who we know that when he says when the rabbis make a preventative gezerah, they only do it in the exact same case that the, that, that, that the trouble happened. Like this case that they had a, a ship sinking in the Jordan River, and this rabbi is claiming, you're only not allowed to take a chadat on the Jordan River, but if you're another river, you can take it. He says, no. Even though the rabbi, so therefore that rabbi should say over here that Shabbat only and not Yom Tov. Yes, we know even that rabbi will agree Shabbat and Yom Tov is the same. For Shabbat and Yom Tov is exactly the same laws. The Jordan River and other rivers, one other rivers are much narrower than the Jordan. So there's a reason why you should pick the Jordan River to make Asur and not the other one. But here, there's no reason to say that Yom Tov is any different than Shabbat, and therefore the rabbi is made it to both. Anyone know what I'm talking about? No, not so much. Okay, again, Rabbi, I'm going to rabbi. Again, One thing stay, I, 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 oh, let me just pause this a second. Okay, says the Gemara. Amar Bihuda Amar Shmuel. Bihuda says the name of Shmuel. Lo shanu ela lechazek. We only said it's a sword to wear shoes with these things if the nails are there to make it stronger. Hold on a second. That's only if the nails are there to make it stronger. But if the nails are there for beauty, like my chair, the nails are not there to make a strong name of beauty, then it's okay. The Kama Lenoi, how many could you put for beauty? Rabbi Yochanan says, Chamesh. Chamesh You can put five on one sandal and five on another sandal. Seven and seven. Okay, so one rabbi says five, one rabbi says seven. I'm going to be open on Hashem Rabba. If you open on the five rabbi, tells Hashem Rabba, I'll explain to you what's going on. Lidi di, according to me, shtayim mikan, the shtayim mikan vechad b'tasidav. I hold it's cool to have two on this side, two on that side to hold the strap, and one on the strap. At the top of the strap. This is how or, many nails to make it like. In, make it nice. How many nails are you allowed to have on your 
sandal. Until it becomes asur. So right. They, okay. So I see five. Two yeah. on this side, two on that side, one on the top. Fine. Okay. Reb Khanina, he says three on this side, three on that side, and one on the top. Okay, that's the difference. May TV, the Gemara is going to ask a question now, and Rabbi Yochanan says only five. Okay? We ask the question. Sandal Hanoteh. If you have a sandal that is uneven and you want to straighten it, and one side is thinner, one leather is thicker. So you want to thicken the other side so you're not tilted. You want to put nails to make it higher, to even it out. Okay? lo Sheba. You're allowed to have seven nails. Different Matan or Don says. Rameer says, social says you're allowed to have 13. Who's he going like? Right? These rabbis are not licensed to argue with the other rabbis. So the rabbi who says seven fits with the seven rabbi. But the rabbi says five, who's he going with? Who when Arai says, you're allowed to have five and you can't have seven. So if you go like that, Tana, he says five like that, Tana. Good. So far, so clear. Amar le Eifa le Rabbi Barbarachana. Eifa said to Barbarachana, Atun Tamidi Rabbi Yochanan, you guys are students of Rabbi Yochanan. Avidu Rabbi Yochanan, you should follow Rabbi Yochanan. Anan, we... Now, Vikarina, we're, we're students of Babel. So we'll go to Khanina. Rabbi Yochanan was an was Israel rabbi. So you go be strict like Rabbi Yochanan, do only five. We are lenient. We're from Babel. We're going to allow seven on our sandals. Okay? Barimir, Huna Rashi, Huna Rashi, question. Chamesh Mahu. Could you have five? I feel Sheba Mutar. When they asked him, can I put five? He told him you could have, you're in Babel, you could have even seven. We hold seven. Hey, Shammai, what about eight? He asked him. I feel a shmon asur. He says, you want nine? Even eight is not allowed. You're allowed seven, not eight? No, for sure, not nine. Okay. We're going to stop over here at Bayi Mineha Uritua. Ritzana. Okay? On Samach Amorbet, Bayi Mineha. Amen, amen, amen. Rabbi. Yes. 8.10 tomorrow night, correct? 8.10 tomorrow night, Rabbi. We're having a 9 o'clock class. Okay. okay? Perfect. Thank you, Rabbi. Good night, everybody.